0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production.
1: Hi, this is Sarah Riff, and welcome to Having It All in Other Lies, the podcast where I talk to people I admire about letting go of perfection, embracing the chaos, and redefining what success and happiness look like to them. Because ultimately, the only definition that matters is our own. Today's guest, Tara Peterson, is the co-founder of NewFace, the leader in at-home microcurrent skincare, offering a range of award-winning devices and topical skincare products that deliver clinically tested, professional results and skin competence to clients everywhere. Following business school and a short stint in sales, Tara's entrepreneurial spirit was sparked. Inspired by her mother, who was a renowned microcurrent esthetician named Carol Cole, Tara returned to school to pursue her own license in aesthetics. After working as a licensed esthetician for several years, specializing in professional microcurrent technology, Peterson led the launch of New Face and successfully launched New Face Classic, the first handheld home-use microcurrent device cleared by the FDA. Under Peterson's leadership and her visionary belief that devices are skin care, NewFace continues to lead microcurrent innovation with a list of notable firsts, including New Face Trinity, an FDA cleared multi-solution device innovatively designed with interchangeable treatment attachments, New Body, the first at-home microcurrent device for body, and most recently New Face Fix, the first mascara sized microcurrent device for on-the-go use that instantly treats fine lines and wrinkles. We even did a little tutorial so I could figure out what I was meant to be doing with mine. Tara and I talked all about the ups and downs of launching a business, what it's like working with family, and why I need to start using these devices if I want to reveal my new face. I hope you enjoy. So where, where am I finding you today?
0: Where do you I live? I am
1: Encinitas, uh-huh. which is San Diego, okay. California. And is that where you're from?
0: Born and raised.
1: Oh, very nice, San Diego girl. Yep. I love it. Okay, so tell me something, how are you doing or how
0: are you really? I'm great. So I tend to be a homebody. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like I could probably stay home a lot. <laughs> so
1: this was not a big adjustment for you
0: it actually wasn't and I was traveling so much before the pandemic mm-hmm. that it really has given me time to just chill with my girls I have twins that are four years old wow. so I started traveling when they were six months old and I never stopped so like it's really given me time just to be here And I actually don't know how I'll go back. I won't go back to the level that I was doing before. It was just too much for me and them. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's put things in perspective as well as, hey, we could do a lot from remote. And in fact, even for our company, I mean, we're hiring people all over the country. So we'll never go back to what we and how we operated before.
1: Right, I think that's what's been great for so many companies and brands though, is being able to see how they can pivot and how all of a sudden they've made necessary adjustments for the time that may continue to behoove them in being a lot more efficient in ways they hadn't previously considered.
0: Yeah, and I mean, for us, San Diego isn't the Mecca for beauty. And so we're able to really draw talent in from all over. Right new york la i mean we have so many employees in like new new york new jersey so many employees in la now so it's kind of cool like i actually really like it right but going on over a year of the pandemic and still working from home there definitely is a need for that face-to-face interaction like for the culture of the company like we still need that we're figuring out ways how we can actually still like stay connected from a personal perspective, mm-hmm. because it still is hard to work from home all the time. Do you guys say new face to new face connection?
1: <laughs> I may have branded that for you. I don't know, but that's something <laughs> to consider. You know what I mean? I'm going to write that down. I think you should. So, <laughs> and obviously, you know, that's and you, and you. I'll, I'll pay you too. Of course, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I think we know where my check is coming. Okay, also, it's a little hard to work at home when you have twin four-year-olds. Although I feel like four-year-old is that sweet spot where it's like, there's not really a lot that they're missing school-wise. So it's okay to kind of call it a wash and not feel that pressure of like, okay, I also have to learn how to educate my kids on the side while I'm also running my business.
0: And let's face it, preschool is just like, structured playtime
1: yeah and you have two of them you know what i mean luckily they have each other so i think you're good all right tell me something fun when was the last lie that you told
0: it was actually on tuesday oh specific okay (laughs) which i don't lie very often so i did feel bad about this and Mm -hmm. i hope she doesn't listen to this but i was going to go to dinner with a girlfriend and i stretched the truth so our ceo was in town and I said, hey, he's in town. I forgot I can't do dinner. But I also told him that I couldn't do dinner, too. And so I just came home and
1: chilled. If I was sort of the Judge Judy of it all, I don't feel like you lied because, in fact, like you said, he was in town.
0: Right. You didn't even say I'm
1: having dinner with him. You said he, my CEO is in town. Yeah, that's true. So I think you kind of fabricated and you made it work for yourself. But I think saying no is the new saying yes. That's the beauty (laughs) of what we've all experienced is like, if you don't want to go to something, just don't go. It's fine. You know? Yeah.
0: And I I do think that that's like getting a little like out there too of like, oh, like just quit your job. That's the ultimate form of self care. I
1: I'm read like, that article too in the in New York Magazine. I'm like, you think about that
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: So if if anyone didn't read it, New York Magazine put up this article saying that quitting, which was previously considered a form of like defeat or giving up, is now the ultimate form of self-care. And it was something really interesting about how since we moved from dictatorship and we have like all of a sudden now we're in charge of ourselves, that we're not just trying to that we're relentless in terms of our pursuit of accomplishments, and if we don't feel like we're having that all the time, that we're basically snakes eating our own tail, and we just want to say like, "peace out," right?
0: Yeah, and I feel—I don't know, maybe I'm just a different generation, but mm-hmm. I saw like, of course, once everybody reads that, all the memes go up, and da da da, and it was mm-hmm. like, hey, like what happened to working really hard to get what you ultimately want like i feel like Mm -hmm. there has been a shift of like not really having to do as much but really Mm -hmm. expecting a lot and of course i just don't i don't believe in it maybe it's because how i was raised and it's like you have to put in a lot a lot of hard work for a long time like anything Mm -hmm. that happens overnight most likely is just a fad and it's going to fade away as fast as it as it started Mm -hmm. right so i really believe in you have to put in the hard work and it's not going to happen in a week or two or even a year like it's Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time to build something great and allow for that time to happen and to put in that hard work and learn from mistakes and And I think that just kind of our society has really shifted to this other extreme where a lot is expected without giving anything. And I'm, I think I'm challenged with it.
1: Right. And we'll get into that too, because obviously as a business owner, that's going to read very differently to you than the sort of exhausted millennial who's like, ah, permission. Yes. Let me like, let me go and exercise my self-care, you know? And I think that there's levels in between right in terms of burnout and the sort of wild card year that everybody's had and I do think that there's like a level of fatigue and exhaustion that people are experiencing based on the fact that we've been experiencing something that's been highly traumatic when everyone's trying to keep it going as much as possible but I I see it from all sides I think
0: Agreed. We have, we're being bombarded, like zoom calls. I've been on back to back zoom calls today and I'm going to the end of the day, like that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've been doing this for over a year. Like Mm -hmm. that's not sustainable either. And so I see that 100% there has to be balance in your life. No matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're building a company or you're part of a company, like, There has to be expectations of you can't do it all. You can't do it
1: all, right? Do you think that there's something different? Like, If it was pre-pandemic and it was a normal day, having back-to-back meetings wouldn't be unusual. But do you think that there's something
0: extra fatiguing about Zoom calls? Well, one, I mean. I'm a little bit more holistic so like you have all this energy that's like being bombarded from the blue light to mm-hmm. the wi-fi so like that's sucking up your energy so you're mm-hmm. not like remember the first few months of the pandemic like we were all exhausted right like your eyes were hurting because you're staring at the screen for 10 hours a day so like instead of a face-to-face meeting which i did have our first face-to-face board meeting on Tuesday and I was like oh my gosh this is so nice even though it was a six-hour meeting you get that like the face-to-face interaction is actually like for me and I know everybody's super different like it actually is invigorating right totally Mm -hmm. so like where you're not getting that reciprocation like with when you're actually in a face-to-face meeting you're able to talk like about other things like this like zooms it's like kind of wham bam thank you ma'am like Mm -hmm. let's get in let's get out and then you're on to the next one Mm -hmm. so i feel like even though we would have back-to-back meetings it's a at least you get downtime to walk to your next meeting right right like At least you get that. I think you hit something that's
1: really important though, which is that just like this sort of symbiotic nature of experience with actual other humans, right? In, you know, where you're getting energy from each other and you're getting charged up with exciting ideas. And there's something about that that feels really recharging and invigorating versus this, which is obviously has been a lifesaver for so many people and companies and we couldn't have survived without it but it just like everything else, it it has its taxing drawbacks as well. You you mentioned something about, you know, you can't do it all, but what do you think about the notion of having it all? Is that something that you buy into? And if so, what, what did you think it would look like?
0: I don't think, I mean, having it all is very different for everyone, right? Like my definition of having it all could be very different than you. So I don't think that there's such thing. I really mm-hmm. don't. Like, I think that like, Your benchmark is always going to move once you achieve that. And maybe it's just me of like, hey, like celebrating successes is not that great because I'm always looking about, okay, we just accomplished this, but now we have to do this, you know? So maybe it's just my mentality. And so you always kind of move that cursor, if you will. But like, even in like simplistic terms, like at the end of the day, having an all is our health in our happiness, right? Because if you take either of those away, you have nothing, right? If we don't have our health then nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. If we're not happy, then really nothing else matters. And so I feel like those two things, like if you have that, you really have everything. And then everything else is like the cherry on top.
1: Right. You know, what about the, the notion of designing a life? You know, I'd love to hear a little bit about where you grew up and what sort of life you envisioned for yourself because I know that you started out on a different path before becoming an esthetician and launching New Face. So can you give us a little background on that?
0: So I grew up pretty poor, you know, but like when you're young, you don't really know any different. Like you only know what you have All my clothes were hand-me-downs from my other siblings, but I was excited about like, it just, it's, I didn't know any different. So I think that that's really given me the framework of, and my mom would always preach this, like, know the value of a dollar. Right. And so nothing's given to you. And when I was working, my first job was at the fair at the hot dog on the stick stand, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I was, but I loved it. I loved that I was making my own money. And then after that I worked at subway for years and years. Like I just, like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just made a $300, you know, paycheck in two months. But for a 15, 16 year old, like that was a lot of money back then. Mm -hmm. So my mom became an esthetician in 1985. So I was what, seven years old. So she Mm -hmm. was an esthetician basically my whole life. Like that's all I knew. We had a studio outside of our house. She would leave every single week on Sunday to go up to LA and wouldn't come home until Tuesday night. And so the aesthetic industry was always in my life, but I never wanted to do it. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to become a businesswoman. I wanted to work in a high rise. I wanted to wear a suit every single mm-hmm. day. And I did it right out of college. And I hated every single second of it
1: what, what, like, how was it different than you thought it was going to be? You thought it was all glamour and sort of like you were taking high-powered lunches?
0: It it was just like, hey, like, the act of driving downtown and wearing a suit and the power of, like, going up to the 50th floor. It like, it just, like, that, like, that was what I had envisioned. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't what it cracked up to be. I found that I actually like smaller more intimate settings. Like I went to USD, which is a small Catholic school here in San Diego, but I actually did that after my first quarter at UCSB and UCSB was so big for me, I felt like a number. So I think I had these like grandiose like I want to be this businesswoman, I want to build something really amazing. But for me, I had those dreams, but it was just it wasn't going to work for someone else it was exactly what i'm doing today and so when my mom was playing with the idea of creating new face i approached her and said hey let's do this together i have the sales and marketing the business background Mm -hmm. i'm going to go to esthetician school because i want to learn the industry inside and out and i practiced as an esthetician for years as i was building the business plan for new face and so even when we created NewFace, I knew it was this huge opportunity that we could build something that's so incredible. And so that's what we've done. And now today, NewFace is in 19 countries. We've sold millions of devices. We have over 120 employees. It truly is like, wow, like what I wanted is what I have today. But it was, there was a different path.
1: Right. And you didn't know that was what you wanted in a way. Yeah, Was there something about what you saw with your mom that initially put you off of that, that made you think you wanted a different path? She always
0: told me, find something Mm -hmm. where you could make money even when you're not working. Because if she, so she got breast cancer in 1999 and so she couldn't work for months. And so she wasn't making any money, right? And so she always said, like, if you physically can't work, like you still have to bring in income. Mm-hmm. And so I always had that in the back of my mind of, I have to do something that's bigger than just like w- who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Or what, what me physically can do. So I think that's why I really wanted to go into business. Like I never, she was never, encouraging me to be an esthetician per se,
1: right? Because it was hard to make passive income when she's on her feet all day. If she's not meeting with a client or taking that appointment, she's not getting paid and that's hard to sustain.
0: Yep. Or if she's on vacation, she's not making any money. Right. Right. And not that it all comes down to money, but when you're a single mom raising two girls, which Mm -hmm. she was like, she had to have that. And she had no other, you know, outside income. So I think those are kind of just the different reasons why I chose the path. And then ultimately with us creating new face, like it is like, I I still think about it today. Like if I go on vacation, it's kind of like this satisfaction of like, Hey, like, even though I'm not physically working, like there's still something coming in for my family. Right. Which
1: is so important. It's funny the the notion of having it all, right? And like you said, it's different to everybody. And I think that one thing that's sort of An interesting sort of vantage point to look through as you build out what sort of life you want and, you know, what's going to work for you is that I think it's really easy for everybody to look at different careers and say, even like in the case of your mom, oh, but she has so much flexibility. She makes her own hours, you know, and going back to sort of some of the people who are working for businesses where they feel like they don't have that autonomy and some of that breeds resentment, you know, but then it's like your mom... Sure, she makes her own hours and she has flexibility, but if she's not working, she's not getting paid. So many different things. And so it's like that balance of everything always looks better from the outside and I think it's really important too to tell the story about how you started out thinking that you wanted to pursue one path and then ultimately the reality of what that looks like is often so different than what you think it's gonna be. So tell me about Face For anyone who's not familiar with the product, your mom, was she currently or was she previously working with microcurrent? Because this is all microcurrent technology, right? what is that for those of us who don't know
0: microcurrents a low-level electrical current Mm -hmm. that goes in and stimulates your facial muscles so on your face your skin and your muscles are connected it's the only place in the entire body where the skin is connected to the muscles so just as we age right everything starts to fall so our muscles start to to fatigue and atrophy. And so it's taking the skin with it, right? It's leading to sagging skin. Oh, I know. Wrinkles. I know. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you have I, jowls, remember? I mean,
1: you guys, I will say, even before we started recording, Tara referred to my jowls. And I was like, Are you like, we don't even know each other. And you're <laughs> telling me I have jowls.
0: But Which first guys- of all, she doesn't have jowls. I was talking about my own jowls.
1: Of course, of course, <laughs> the jowl area. Okay, wait. So, am I wrong to think? Let's say someone is being resuscitated, and you use those like. What am I trying to say? You those know, you—that's are
0: you, that's a very is that a microcurrent as well? No, no. no so, so that's, that's a like a shock very therapy, high level current. Uh, but if you kind of take that analogy what happens in our bodies as we age is which our bodies are made up of a cellular frequency. So it has a vibration. And mm-hmm. as we age, that vibration starts to slow down, just like our metabolism. So what very cool, current,
1: very cool, lots to look forward to, <laughs> right?
0: So what that electrical currents doing is it's jumpstarting your heart, mm-hmm. right? Defibrillators, right? Exactly, I
1: I I may need defibrillators for my face because I've got like a
0: real job to
1: do. So, was this who discovered that this was something that you could use on your face?
0: So, in the early 1900s, they started using microcurrent, but more for healing, mm-hmm. wound healing, Bell's palsy, um, increasing circulation, and slowly it started meandering into the aesthetic industry because what they found is the aging process is kind of like wound healing, we want to increase that circulation, we want to increase the collagen elastin of the face. And when they were using microcurrent with Bell's palsy, Bell's palsy is when half of your face is paralyzed, right? Drips, right. Mm-hmm. They found that it actually would improve the muscle tone. And so take you know, my face, for instance, as you get older, you, you need to, I appreciate this
1: about, yeah, but I appreciate you making this about your face and not mine.
0: (laughs) I've learned my lesson. Yes. (laughs) So you need to stimulate those, those facial muscles. So basically Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, new faces fitness for your face, it's going to lift tone and contour your facial muscles. We always say, continue to use your amazing skincare. That's your nutrition. New face is fitness for your face. And so this is something that you can use at home in between your professional treatments, or maybe you don't go and see an esthetician. This can be an alternative to professional treatments. And so the the cool thing is you can lift half your face and see that instant result. And then that result gets better and better and better the more you use it.
1: Okay. So you're practicing as an esthetician for years as you and your mom basically develop this technology and create this product, right? So this is your first product and this is
0: the Trinity? So that's actually our third generation device. So we launched our first device in 2005. Okay. We launched Trinity a number of years later, actually in 2011. This is our hero device. It has interchangeable treatment attachments. So this is Mm -hmm. the device that everybody knows and loves.
1: Okay. So just for a novice like me, so if we're looking at sort of our key areas, you are using this. This is supercharged. Now I can't do it right now because I'm not using my gel primer, although I have it here, but I don't have a clean face. So I thought it might be interesting because I want to get the tea from you obviously about how I can be using this to the best possible results. Is it like you're, you're hanging out here for two beeps, correct?
0: so there's two different techniques we mm-hmm. have the basic technique which is basically gliding your device
1: so oh so you could be moving it as you go did not know that okay so your device mm-hmm.
0: will beat every five seconds and so mm-hmm. you're moving exactly what you're doing perfect cadence perfect mm-hmm. speed mm-hmm. and all that microcurrents going into the facial muscles so there's three steps to new face you want a clean mm-hmm. skin you want to apply your activator which is mm-hmm. The, the primers, right? Right, to carry the current directly to the muscles. And if you don't
1: have this on, this is when you will feel a little bit of that ding, right? Like, remember old school? Do you remember the sharper image? Yes. Did you ever go in there and there was like that giant bowl, right? And it had the things, and you would follow it with your hands, totally. It has a little bit of that effect. Like if you don't have, you know, I noticed if I didn't have it up here, I could feel a little bit of like kind of Frankensteining, like
0: pulling Ponderless. me up. It's so mm-hmm. funny because you're the only person that's ever described it, but that's how I always envision it in my head because when you touch that ball, right? The it current would, like pull only it. Goes- The current only goes to where your fingers are. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. But of course, in a lower level, That's exactly what happens when you place both spheres on your skin. Mm -hmm. That's where the microcurrent is emitted. And so as you go along the contours of the face, Uh it's going to lift and tone and contour, but you need that conductor because you want to transfer all that current down to the muscles. So if you're ever feeling the tingling sensation, it actually means that the current's just like being delivered to your skin and not to the muscles. So. Oh, okay. That's, is,
1: that's good to know. It, more gel. Okay. So we're going, we're always going up because we want to go up. We don't want to go down and we're going to start kind of like, just in case any of our listeners have jowls. I don't have that problem, but just if we're pulling up from the jowls, then for the, also asking for a friend, what about if you've had any injectables? Again, not me, but anybody else that might be listening.
0: Totally fine. If you have Botox or fillers, just wait seven to 14 days, let everything settle. Mm -hmm. Um, Elle magazine wrote this amazing article, how microcurrent is Botox best friend because it truly is. So you can get the nice smooth appearance on the forehead Mm -hmm. and new face is going to lift everything else back up. So you can start on your neck. You can lift Mm -hmm. your entire neck. Mm-hmm. And then you move up to your cheeks and then you go up to your forehead and you're always lifting in an upward motion.
1: What what do we think is realistic? How long do you need to be using it to see a difference? And how often should one be trying to do this?
0: So the cool thing about New Face is it's instant. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna lift half your face and then you're gonna look in the mirror and then you're mm-hmm. gonna smile. Because when you smile, it really shows off the definition of your face. And so you'll find that like your cheekbones higher on the left side, your corners of your lips are higher, or your eyebrows are higher. So it gives you that instant result, Mm -hmm. but that result gets better and better and better. The more you use it, that's why we say new faces fitness for your face. We actually trademark that because it's just like exercise.
1: Talk to us about the process of creating a product, right? Because I know you went to business school, but creating a product and then also going through the process of getting this approved by the FDA. Did you have any path to follow? What was that process like? How
0: long does it take? So I'll tell you like a Cliff Notes version of our first FDA clearance. And again, Mm -hmm. I think I was probably 26, 27 at this time. And I had the brilliant idea of contacting the FDA and saying, Hey, what classification is New Face? I send in all of our paperwork, all of the marketing material, thinking that they're come back as your class one device. All you have to do is register on our website mm-hmm. and you know, and then we could use it as kind of like a marketing angle, right? Mm-hmm.
1: new face could use it as a marketing angle that you're FDA approved
0: or FDA registered, right? Registered. Okay. So there's a Mm -hmm. difference between approval, clearance and registered. Mm -hmm. So six weeks later, I got a letter in the mail saying your device is a class two medical device. Stop Mm -hmm. selling it immediately in the U S and file for FDA clearance, which is an application. Mm -hmm. And I thought literally like my life was going to be over. Everything for the last three years that we had built was starting to crumble.
1: But you were selling these already. You're selling this device.
0: We Mm -hmm. were selling them through catalogs, through Mm e-commerce, and through spots at this point.
1: And do any of these people, Tara, really care if it's FDA approved? I feel like women would shoot cement into their face, and some do, if they thought it would make them look better.
0: Do people care if it's FDA approved? They do, but it's it's mandated. Okay, okay, so it's not an option. So if you're creating right. a biological change in your skin, you have to have FDA clearance. Okay. So anyways, I thought it was the end of new face. We're not going to continue doing this, because that means that we have to do clinical studies and have a big team with standard operating procedures, so on and so forth. So after a lot of discussion, we decided, okay, well, let's hire a consultant to help us through the process. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And six months later, we got new face FDA cleared, making it the first and only handheld device FDA cleared. So this was in 2007, Mm -hmm. but it really paved the way for all future devices. So if you look at any device, may it be red LED, blue LED, microcurrent radio frequency, you have to get FDA clearance. And so it really was a way that has deterred a lot of other devices to come into the marketplace because there's a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of operational expertise that goes into FDA clearance. And unlike, let's say, a cleansing brush where there can be a million and two knockoffs, like it truly, the FDA clearance has built some type of moat around new Face because it's just not so easy just to create a device, right? And right. Then start selling it into the US.
1: So what about, are there elements of, so you can launch a product, you can run an aesthetic or esthetician business, but all of a sudden building a brand and running a company has all these other components to it, right? So it's like people management, all the corporate components. Is that something that you were prepared for? And are there elements of that that you respond to more so and others that you could do without?
0: I've definitely become more aware of my strengths and weaknesses, that's Mm -hmm. for sure, or things that I like to do and things that I absolutely hate doing too. Right. And so throughout the years, I've discovered like, Hey, managing people is not my strong suit. Like what I love to do is work with our clients. Like if you could put me with clients every single day, like I just, I love educating and I love working with clients. I love problem solving but put me in a room of having to deal with HR complaints, <laughs> deal with like, it's the worst I know, thing. It's ever. the
1: worst it's, I'm sure that there are people who are particularly suited for that, right? They pursue careers in, in human resources, but my God, if that's not a specific talent,
0: God bless them because I don't know how they do it. I think because I take everything so personal, like it is our company, right? And so I want everybody to be happy. And Mm -hmm. when people aren't happy, I really do take it personally, I've learned to not take it as personally as you know, before, but it really is hard. And then just all the different personalities and people, people require different things and extroverts gonna require different things than an introvert. And like, you really want to be accommodating to everybody, but it really is such like a skill set that I, I just, I don't have.
1: <laughs> right. But, and, and that's, that's the best thing is to figure out early on which skills you have and which you can outsource. And I think that that's something that we all need to determine. It's like, do the things that you're best at, because that's the most beneficial use of your time. Instead of trying to take care of everything and and everyone loses
0: and do the things that you love like and when Mm -hmm. you can outsource things that you don't love like you're gonna be happier everyone around you is gonna be happier and I think, and you're going to be more successful. Like they Mm -hmm. always say like, do the things that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's so, so true. Are
1: there any elements of launching this business and running the business that have surprised you a lot for anyone who's considering pursuing something similar? Is there anything you wish you had known?
0: Along the ways, there's definitely been different learnings of, you know, early days of, you know, a lot of people come in and make promises of I'm going to do this for you. And, you know, give me X percent of your company and I'll I'll do this or pay me X amount of dollars a month and, you know, I'll do this. But when it comes to like actually putting it into a contract, it's Mm -hmm. that's very different. Right. So like if you're going to exchange money or, you know, God forbid, a percentage of your company, make sure that there's something that they have to do that would warrant you giving dollars away or equity away. And so I think that's one thing that I learned early on from mistakes of, Hey, you know, like just because someone promises they're going to do something doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. And I think that that's just kind of common mistakes of, you know, you're being young and you're building a business and you want to believe that, that people are going to do exactly what they say that they're going to do. So, that was definitely a learning, which again, you know, even to this day, I try to remember those early mistakes and not make those again. All of these are lessons, or mm-hmm. whatever's meant to be will be. And so I think it kind of allows me to be a little bit more even keel than like having these like emotional ups and downs.
1: Right. Okay. So, you know, you mentioned that you are the mom to four-year-old twins and the notion is always sort of like that. We expect women to work as if they don't have kids and raise kids as if they don't work. And the last year being an anomaly, obviously, because we've been home. So everyone's doing a lot more of both, but how do you navigate sort of creating boundaries for your work and your personal life? Do you keep it very bifurcated? What's your style?
0: With working from home, the girls are at home. I mean, but I have a lot of help. Like, I have mm-hmm. a full time nanny, you know, that's so amazing. So, I think that can you have it all or can you be this amazing businesswoman and successful mother? Like, I actually don't think you can do it just because. But you're, but you are doing it. But something's suffering. Mm hmm. May it be, I'm not with my girls all day. Mm hmm right. And so I'm not, you know, not with my husband, and he's not getting what he needs, you know, so there's, there's things that are going to suffer. But I think that you have to have moderation in your life, right. So you're bringing in these resources that from the outside, it makes you look like, Oh, you can do everything you can run a business and you can, you know, be a great mom. Yes. But you always have that guilt right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and I never understood that until actually in the last probably year of, you know, I wish that I could go and be with them as they play in the park, but is that fun? Like, right. So, well, that's, (laughs) that's two different questions.
1: (laughs) Could you carve out an hour in your day to go play with them in the park? Maybe. Do you want to? Maybe not. That's different than saying like, can I do both? Because I think that that's really important to admit too. It's like, I used to see this woman during my first pregnancy for some like prenatal massage. And she said something that really has always stuck with me, which is that not everybody responds to being a parent at the same time. Meaning that I may love the newborn stage and I may hate the toddler stage, or I may vice versa with my husband. But then also like, is it okay to, to admit that maybe you don't want to do some of those things? And that doesn't make you not a great mom, but I wonder if we all need to reshape what our definition of being a great mom, being a great business person, being a fulfilled human, being a great wife, what that is, because we're all feeling like we're not making it, but maybe it's just the definition is wrong.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's a perfect way to look at it. Like yesterday, for instance, like I could have gone to the park for a couple hours, but you, mm-hmm. you didn't I'll, want to. I took a nap. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was tired, you know? So it's like, there is something that you have to like, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And yes, I mean, sometimes you just don't want to, you know, right. like, and, and that's okay. That's okay too. That's okay. And then you can either feel guilty about it, but it's n- it's nothing that I actually like think about too much. I think it, it ebbs and flows. I'm sure it's the same thing with you. Like, it's like, sometimes you feel guilty, but other times you're like, ah, eh, they're fine. Right. Like I
1: could go to the park, but I could also work on my jowls and what's going to ultimately serve all of us more. Whether I feel better about the way that I look and feel or that I sit in the park while they're not interested in playing with me. Anyways, you mentioned earlier a little bit about taking victories and that you don't do that because you're always working ahead. But you also said early on, without health and happiness, we really have nothing. And my opinion is that obviously that happiness is sort of the work of a lifetime and something that you are continually striving towards. While everyone's definition is different, I think it's about sort of taking stock in the small achievements every day so that you feel a value to your time and your energy. So I wonder for you as a, as a businesswoman and as a brand owner... If you're not doing that, do you place happiness around the next bend
0: all of the time? I'm the type of person that like, when I'm on vacation, I never like stop and be like, this is so amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so beautiful. Like, yes, I think about it, but I really appreciate it when I start reflecting on it. Mm -hmm. Those memories, like I just cherish the same thing with new face, like there's pinch me moments within new face. And I'm like, this is really freaking cool that we've been able to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always, I tend to reflect later, but when I'm in it, it's like, okay, on to the next thing, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, which is, I don't think a good thing because I really try to remind myself, like I have to live in the moment. And that's really hard for me.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what do you want next for Face and for the, for the business? What are your goals?
0: So we have some really exciting launches. I want to successfully launch those mm-hmm. and introduce a new way of doing skincare to clients around the world. Um, so I'm really excited for that. The innovation that we have is really spectacular. It's something that no other beauty company is doing. It will take every skincare regimen to the next level, so I'm really, really excited for that. Innovation for us is a key pillar, so it's something that we will continue to innovate. Historically, that's what we've done, but we're really like lighting that up. So you're going to start to see a lot of newness from New Face in a faster pace, especially because Asia is really big for New Face, and so they just kind of operate at a faster pace too. So we're required to launch newness faster, faster we need a new we need a new new face we need a new new face which mm-hmm. you know we're going to be launching so that's really really exciting we have new activators that are launching in july that will really take your treatments to the next level because one in particular is called the silk creme and it has eight phytoactives that will just Feed your skin nutrients at the same time you're getting all of that energy of the microcurrent. And so it leaves your skin like vibrant and glowing and smooth. And so you think you love New Face now, like just wait.
1: That's exciting. So, what about working with your mom? Is that like, is that what you imagined it
0: would be? So, my mom and sister. So, it's- oh, mate so it's all three Mm -hmm. the trifecta the trifecta she actually just called us that in the early days i could tell you like the fights and the screaming and like things that would happen the the
1: hair pulling
0: the hair pulling Mm -hmm. but you know what (laughs) like we all come from different backgrounds so my sister works in operations my mom's been working with microcurrent since 1985. i'm the esthetician but also with like the business aspect of it So we all came together with different backgrounds and it just has been so perfect. I mean, we couldn't have, we couldn't have planned it like it actually happened and now I'm so grateful. So we really fell into like our own jobs, like our own lane pretty quickly. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so fun. I would like just, and also creating a legacy and having a family brand and knowing that you trust the people that you're working with on sort of every level, because ultimately as much as they drive you crazy, they're family and you have their number literally.
0: Yeah, and we're all winning together. I mean, that's the cool thing is like in this board meeting, it's like, it's my mom, my sister and I are CEO and it's like, hey, we're all winning. Like, this is so cool that like at some point all of this hard work, like, Mm It's paid off, and will continue to pay off. We're all just so passionate about what we do; like it's it's really, really gratifying. And I think that's why I love it so much. That like, hey, like this is this is ours. Like it's not a business that my mom started and then it was passed down to us. Like we built this all together.
1: Right. That's so amazing. All right. Well, knowing that and and what you know today, what would your definition of having it all be today?
0: I mean not to sound like too sentimental but i feel like i do like i feel like i i have a career that i absolutely love i have a husband that i absolutely love i have twin daughters that you know i absolutely love like maybe future new face users <laughs> you should i mean one i'm like you're going to be the ceo of new face one day mm-hmm. cuz she she gives me a run for my money mhm good leadership skills yeah <laughs> So, like, I feel like I do. I mean, maybe a third daughter.
1: Oh. I'll let you know. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't follow you or New Face, where can they, where can they find you?
0: Um, at Tara Valdez, mm-hmm. that's my Instagram. So, it's T-E-R-A-V-A-L-D-E-Z. That's my maiden name, Valdez.
1: Okay. And then at New
0: Face and you? And at my New Face my new face yep, mm-hmm. my new face and then yep N U F A C E.
1: that's so exciting all right tara i'm gonna have to dm you some pictures of my new face once I start using (laughs) my device correctly and watch this space or watch this face, I should say, because things are looking up. Thank you so much for coming on today. I was really excited to learn from you. I'm so excited to start using my device. I'm basically gonna be in the witness protection program because no one's gonna recognize me anymore. I'm gonna be so youthful.
0: Take your before and after picture.
1: I will, I will. And send them to me, you'll love it. All right, thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Sarah.
1: Having It All and Other Lies is a production of Embassy Row. Our executive producer is Sarney Rogers. This episode was produced by Alexa Machia and Anna Marie Johnson. The show is edited by Maureen Bigas. You can follow me on Instagram at Sarah underscore Riff and the show at Having It All Podcast. See you next week.